The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey everybody, it's CJ Graham, Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th, Pirate Six. How are you? Hey, I got a big question. People have been asking me, do I prefer Friday the 13th or Halloween? Hmm, well, real men use a machete, not an Outback steak knife. Does anybody have any questions? Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the Pot of Thunder and Halloween. And guess what we have to get the spookiest weekend of the year started? A double shot of Halloween laughs from the one and only Duff McKagan and the much anticipated joke of the week. Hey, everybody. It's Duff McKagan. Uh, hope you're doing well, Chris Jericho and everybody out there listening. Happy Halloween. Listen, why are there walls around graveyards? Because people are dying to get in. Thank you very much. All right, that's a pretty good one. Let's see if Duff's second offering delivers. You know what the cow at the cold said? Boo. Thank you very much. Oh, man. Maybe we should have started with that and ended on a high note. I think it would have made sense since it's Halloween if he said, what did the cow on Halloween say? Boo. Or what did the ghost cow say on Halloween? Boo. Or what did the monster cow say? Boo. Maybe that would have worked out better, but either way. Thanks to Duff, and happy Halloween to you. And a big thank you uh, for joining us here today as the second uh, installment of the Halloween week. We did the Paul Lind Halloween Watch Along on Wednesday. And, of course, tonight we have this franchise uh, versus franchise, the uh, classic franchise clash, I guess you'd say. But first, before we get into it, thanks to everyone who checked out Fozzie's brand-new single, Spotlight. It's been awesome to play live on the Spotlight of North America tour. We're doing it up this weekend for Halloween, so come get your rock and your scaring with us. we got Fozzie Fear Fest in Lincoln, Nebraska tonight on Friday. we got Fozzie Fear Fest in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, tomorrow night and Saturday. We're making sure to take great advantage of Halloween weekend. Wear your best costumes to the show and we will choose a winner and you'll win a meet and greet with Fozzie. Uh, Minneapolis is on Sunday night, Fargo on Monday night, and this tour wraps up November 6th in Memphis, Tennessee. And of course, we're doing our famous VIP meet and greet. It's the best of the business. We meet you, take pics, play a private set for you, even let you sing. Go to FozzyRock.com to see all the dates and all ticket information. And guess what? Fozzie's coming back to the UK as well. Spotlight on the UK kicks off February 16th in Newport, Wales. 
Tickets to the shows and the meet and greets available now also at FozzyRock.com. All right. The Talk is Jericho Halloween Week Spooktacular continues today with Darcy, the mail girl from the last drive-in on the Shutter Network. It's tradition to have Darcy on the, on the show on Halloween. This is her fourth annual appearance. And this time we're doing a classic movie franchise clash of sorts. That's what I started to say earlier. It's franchise versus franchise as we pit Halloween versus Friday the 13th against each other to see which one comes out on top. We're doing the first five installments of each franchise, and I promise we've got loads of trivia and info about the writing, directing, and the actors involved, including Kevin Bacon and Dana Carvey. Did you know that? Darcy and I are also sharing our favorite kills and death scenes. We've also got a lot of our famous friends to weigh in on which franchise is their favorite. I think Darcy was biased. All she got were people that were in Friday the 13th movies. So, of course, they're going to pick Friday the 13th. But I was able to combat that with a lot of Halloween, uh, pro-Halloween quotes. So I think uh, we're going to have some interesting responses on whose franchise is the favorite. And we're going to put a poll up tomorrow and see which is your favorite. So it's Halloween versus Friday the 13th. And it's starting now with a vote from my director on Terrifier 2 and the screenwriter, the genius, Damien Leone. Let's go! So that's a tough one, man. I love both for different reasons. But over the years, I'd say I revisit Friday the 13th more. At least I watch more installments in that franchise. But the original Halloween is my favorite slasher. I think it's the greatest slasher uh, ever. And the, uh, the atmosphere in that is just unmatched. So I think I give the slight nod to Halloween as the superior franchise. But... Jason is still my favorite slasher. All right, so it is the fourth installment of the Chris and Darcy Halloween extravaganza here on Talk is Jericho. I believe uh, year one was the top 10 favorite horror movies. Yeah, just in general, I think. In general, yeah. Yeah. Two was Best Kills. Yes. And three was Three Cools. (laughs) Right? Today, Always covering the important topics. The important topics, right? And coming up with original ones. So here today uh, on Zoom, we are doing uh, people that listen to Talk of Jericho know the classic album Clash, where we do two albums by the same band and, we, and, and debate them, discuss them. We're kind of going to do that with franchises today of Halloween versus Friday the 13th. Yeah. Which by far the two biggest, you would say, you think? I mean, some would say Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Some would say Pumpkinhead. <laughs> you would say I would say Pumpkinhead. I, I think I think probably the, if you're going to go with the big four, I think it's these two, Elm Street, and then probably maybe Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think so. Maybe Hellraiser, but yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. those three yeah, for yeah. sure. Those three for sure. Then, but yeah. since it was Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween this month, it's like ah, which one do you celebrate? You know what I mean? Right. I was conflicted on Friday the Thirteenth because it was October. That's pretty rare that there's a Friday the Thirteenth right. during the Halloween season. So it's like which holiday do you observe at this time of year? <laughs> well, I don't follow Friday the Thirteenth because I have Parascovita catrophobia. Do you actually? Well, I mean, I haven't wrote a song about it. But is it true? Well, no, I don't even. I never even heard of it. So <laughs> okay. I read about it in some magazine. I was or about to feel bad for you. I'm like, should we be talking about it then? <laughs> It's like the best. I wrote it as the best song that Iron Maiden never wrote, and nobody nice. could figure out what it was. But can you um, add a clip to it so people know what you're talking? About? Yeah, I could do that. Prescavita, catch your phobia. What does it all mean? Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, that's the lyric. But um, we're talking, yeah. yeah, 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 that's yeah. the lyric. Nice. So we're talking about Friday versus Halloween. And obviously, 
based around Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers. A lot of kind of like Halloween started a couple of years before Friday did, but a lot of similarities between the two killers. I don't see any similarities. Jason is his own unique character. How dare you? Well, let's just talk about <laughs> yeah. because Michael Myers uh, murders his little sister, mm-hmm. and Jason. Well, I guess he was murdered by counselors. How does he become Jason? <laughs> counselors were fornicating, right? And he drowned as a child, and his mother in the original is the killer, right? Somehow he drowns as a kid and comes back as a man. Don't ask questions. Well, you, you can't <laughs> ask questions in any of these movies because these guys keep coming back over and over again. That just, and that becomes part of the lore of the movies, right? Right. But the thing that's funny, though, is when you're talking about this film, it's like 70 and 80, we're now in 2023, and these types of characters and movies are just part of the zeitgeist. Whereas, like, I always use Metallica as an example. Like, now people play Metallica, like, at hockey games. When Metallica first came out, like, there was nobody faster than Metallica. They were faster than Motorhead. They were heavier, and nobody played like them. They created a whole new genre. Same with these two movies. Like now it's like, oh, those supernatural slasher kill. Like there was no such thing as these things before, as these types of characters. Well, you could argue like Frankenstein came back and you know oh, okay, things right. like that. But but I guess I guess what I'm saying is that, you know, originally you're thinking that they're human beings. Like Frankenstein was created in the lab, but Jason, like you said, was a kid and Michael Myers was a kid. Oh, and, I see what you mean. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay. They grow up and then become these killers and then get stricken down and they continually come back to life. Right. And it's crazy that they used to be the scariest thing ever. Like when I was growing up, like, Oh, I couldn't sleep for years after just seeing the commercial. And now they're like at party city. That's what I'm saying. Wallpaper of Michael Myers and Jason. It's it's for kids now, which kind of breaks my heart. Actually. That's my point. It's like seeing, you know, hearing seek and destroy at a hockey game. Or it's like Seek and Destroy was like the heaviest. Too hardcore for hockey. You can play that in a hockey game. But, but you're, that's <laughs> apparently a, you can. But that's a great point. I think apparently you can have Party City with the, with the masks. Jason, and, kids' birthdays. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I think another big difference between the two. And once again, we're going we're gonna to deal today with the, the first five movies of each installment. I feel we should have added all of them. But I understand time constraints. That would be a long, long pod. I, I, okay. But once again, you know, Friday continues okay for the next two. I think... The Halloween falls off a cliff after four. It breaks my heart to not mention six of Friday because that one just well, we can, is we so can do, good. We can do a honorable mention, but, but, okay. it, but listen, honorable mention. <laughs> it, would, it breaks my heart to mention Halloween six. Okay, <laughs> unless you've seen the producer's cut, it's not as bad. I haven't seen the producer's cut. Nobody has because no one's seen the damn movie. So, but wow. we'll talk more about that as we get there. And Chris, your angry <laughs> messages, not me, please. <laughs> Another thing too about these these films is. The iconic masks, of course. But there's some differences in this because Michael Myers was Michael Myers right out of the gate, right? Like from movie one to movie done, he's Michael Myers. Movie done. Yeah. Nice. Friday is different because Jason Voorhees is not the killer all the time. He did not, contrary to popular belief, have a hockey mask right out of the gate. You know, we'll talk about kind of the addition of that sort of thing. So it seems like there was a little bit more of an evolution of the Jason character than the Michael Myers character. Agreed. But I feel like we're going to cover that as we break it down. So we're going to get into it. Well, we will get into it. And just another couple of things is, um, and Halloween as well, right in the middle of of these these first five, 
takes a completely left turn yeah. and goes into, you know, we'll discuss the reason why a movie that has no Michael Myers in it, which if you once again took this movie at face value and didn't consider it part of the Halloween franchise, some people that bury it might like it better. Agreed. Long story short, give Halloween three a chance. That's what we're saying. <laughs> All we are saying is give Halloween three a chance. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll kind of talk a little bit more about how we got into these movies when we first started hearing about them. But I think we should go kind of in the classic album clash style. We're going to go movie by movie. And we're going to start with Friday 13th, part one uh, versus Halloween, the original. Okay, that's just not fair, though. <laughs> we're not, we're, we're not going to like say, well, why is it not fair? Well, shush. The first Halloween is, is just masterpiece. Yeah. And the first Friday is wonderful as well, but it's not as groundbreaking as Halloween. It's very hard to compete with that. Agreed, but I think that we should give the ha- Halloween, the original, all of its props because as the time moves on, things kind of change a bit. But let's talk about this. Like, When did you first hear about Halloween and then how did you kind of get into this whole so if I'm being honest it's from Scream <laughs> wow yeah I watched Scream and they were so obsessed with Halloween I'm like I need to go back and give this a chance mm. and I did and I was actually kind of disappointed if I'm being mm. honest it wasn't as hardcore as I'd imagined it to be well, so much, it was kind yeah. of tame when you go back and watch it from a more modern point of view it's much more of a 70s horror flick for sure is, is the theater of the imagination pre-gore yes i was disappointed in the lack of gore i've come to appreciate it now but my first feeling i was like why does kevin williamson and randy from scream love this movie so much i don't get it <laughs> but see, that's, that's a great point and it's interesting so i remember being at my grandpa's house i think my parents were on vacation somewhere and i was staying with my grandpa and my aunt because my aunt lived still at her house my auntie joan and she uh i would just hang out downstairs and watch TV, which is creepy because it was a downstairs creepy basement. It was just just creepy. But they would do this in Canada, and especially in Winnipeg. When a movie came out, they wouldn't so much show a trailer. They would show like a minute long clip of the movie. And actually, this was, the movie had already come out, so this was probably like nineteen eighty. But they were showing it on TV. That's what it was. Okay. So instead of showing like you know this week on Friday night, it's Halloween. They would show like a minute or a minute and a half clip of the movie, and at the end of it, they'd say this Friday Halloween. And oh, showed, like a tease from just like a the tease, movie. yeah, just a clip wow. of it. And they showed the scene right near the beginning where I think the nurse pulls up to the Haddonfield um, penitentiary or whatever, and he he runs over the the car like it's raining, and he's like tuk, 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 like he runs over the car and then smashes like window. And I remember seeing this just freaking out, like this is the most wow. terrifying thing. And it, and you watch it back, it's a very subtle scene. <laughs> but just that there alone was like, this movie's going to be so scary. Aww. You know? And was it when you watched it? It probably was because once again, like I didn't watch something and go back to it. Like I watched it as it kind of went on a few years later. But I also remember, so Halloween's first, but I found it about the same time as, as Friday 13th, which I'll tell you in a second. How did you hear about Friday 13th as a series? Huh. That I can't remember exactly how I first learned about it. I have two vivid memories of being aware of Friday the 13th, which is one, my dad was watching part two. Like, I don't remember how little I was, but I was like, that's the scariest thing that ever happened, ever. But part four was actually the first horror movie I ever watched all the way through. So I went, because I had a crush on Corey Feldman, wanted to watch everything he'd ever been in. And that was the last thing left. So I was like, I have to be brave. 
and watch Friday the 13th to see if he lives or not. It's not licensed to drive, but. I, exactly. It's like, am I ready for this as a nine-year-old or the heck I was when I was researching Corey Feldman? But I made it all the way through and just was so proud of myself. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I got past Jason yeah, and yeah. there were boobs and this is the greatest <laughs> thing that ever happened. Why am I not watching more of this? So right. those are my two Friday memories. So I remember um, like I used to watch uh, At The Movies every Sunday or Saturday. That was Gene Siskel and Robert E. Roger E. Oh, okay. And like, they hate horror. They hate horror, <laughs> right. But I would watch all of these things. I remember like Fitzcarraldo and all these Klaus Kinski movies and like all of this stuff, like the, the Nosferatu remake and, you know, Werner Herzog. And then finally they were talking about two. And I think they kind of liked that one. And they would show like clips like, I remember, like, the pitchfork. There might have been three at this point, but the pitchfork death and all this stuff. Watching it by myself when I was old enough to kind of babysit myself. Like, what am I watching this for? But prior to that, I used to be really into to horror movies and special effects. And for Christmas, once again, the aforementioned Annie Joan, who's still with us to this day, Aww. she bought me a special effects book where it showed the gag. It was, I think it might have been a Tom Savini, early Tom Savini book, where it showed the gag of how Kevin Bacon dies in one with oh, the arrow yes. through the back of his head as he's lying in bed. And it talked about like having the tube and the hose and how they kind of covered it up with fake flesh. And I think there was- Don't even, ruin it. He yeah, actually died. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but they kind of like just, then there's the pump and you pump the blood out. And I remember just like, this. I really want to see this, this movie. I'm Tom McLaughlin. John Carpenter's original Halloween is the best movie of the genre, period. But Friday the 13th is the best franchise simply because Paramount was crazy enough to let me write and direct part six. And by stealing Dr. Frankenstein's method to resurrect the dead, now Jason and his franchise lives on. You can't kill what's already dead. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, before the talk is Jericho, Halloween versus the Friday the 13th franchise debate continues. Let's hear Anthrax and Pantera drummer Charlie Benanti's pick. I was always more a Halloween fan. Um, what John Carpenter did in the first movie was just creepy and Michael Myers was just pure evil as Dr. Loomis says in the movie um, he was just <laughs> the boogeyman and then Friday the 13th I mean I never got into it at all <laughs> actually it, the slasher genre for me was just uh, I don't know it was like hit or miss Killing kids and stuff like that is just like, I don't know. I thought most of it was kind of cheesy. So the Jason thing, it just never appealed to me. I was always more Halloween, Michael Myers, and that's it. Well, let's talk about the movies themselves. So Halloween, obviously John Carpenter classic, came out um, October 25th, 1978. Very apropos. <laughs> and uh, Friday 13th, Sean Cunningham, who also did A Christmas Story which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> that came out May 9th, 1980. So you're looking at about a year and a half of a difference between the two. 
let's talk about the movies. So they're both very kind of primitive. We mentioned the Halloween's obviously amazing, but it's still a very primitive horror movie as far as budget wise and all that sort of thing. It's true. It's really basic, but still very effective. Right, right, right. And, now, and I think once again, based on um, Jamie Lee Curtis, maybe one of the first final girls of all time. Definitely one of, for sure. And then kind of the whole story, like we mentioned before with Michael and all that sort of thing. Let's talk about your favorite moments in Halloween one. Moments that stand out. <laughs> um, the very first one I remember is the Bob the Ghost scene. Now, just explain. Uh, we're assuming everybody's seen these, but in case you haven't, or to refresh your memory, give us the Bob the Ghost scene. Basically, Bob leaves and Michael Myers comes back. He kills him. Right. Amazingly well. Like, Hangs him on the wall. Amazing kill. Which becomes kind of a trope within the series of hanging someone to the wall. Which is actually how they killed me in my deleted scene. <laughs> I was like, I'm following Bob's lead. This is amazing. And then I, they we, cut it. You bastards. Segue. <laughs> there was only one of us who's been in a Friday oh, yeah, or Halloween. I've been in both kind of. Well, you were in a fan film Friday, <laughs> but you actually you were actually in Halloween Ends. Yes, I what was. What was your name in that? Well, my name was Susan, but since it got deleted, I'm radio receptionist. Radio receptionist, <laughs> right? But you actually were in the movie. Uh, you have a line. Yes, they did kill me, so I know the secrets of how Bob got, got held to the wall. Well, so, tell us how, how they did it. Well, I don't know how to how to phrase it in a polite way. It was a harness uh-huh. around my groin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Right, nice word. That was I, I hung by for like hours oh. or whatever while I, and just had to be limp Ooh. and look like I was dead while they they put like a serrated. What are these things called? Like a belt? like a Kind of like a belt under my clothes so that the pole that he stuck me to the wall with was poking out. Oh, I see. So kind of a, a, like an apparatus or an appliance. Yes. An appliance. yes yeah. which I can post and show you. I, I took yeah. a picture of that, but then they didn't. But anyway. So that's how they would probably do Bob. Bob goes downstairs yes. for a beer. He's with PJ Souls. Yeah. He's with the great PJ Souls. They have anything sex. you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, you see her boobs. Yes, so which, that adds to it. Yeah. And he's just... Oddly, such an odd choice. Michael Myers is tricking her with like a sheet over himself and Bob's glasses. glasses, So she's doing this, seeing anything you like, boob flash to Michael Myers as a random nerd ghost, which I just think is amazing. (laughs) And then, of course, he goes and kills her. Yes. Spoilers. I love, um, all spoiler alerts are done. So much spoilers. When I watched that movie with my daughters when they were getting super into horror, they still are traumatized to this day. Still so sad about Lenny. Doggy. The dog. Yeah. Because I thought it was hilarious. Like, no, Dad, it was Lenny. They were so sad about Lenny the dog. And then I showed them the thing, and they were like, "This is who is this John Carpenter? Why does he hate dogs so much? <laughs> Fair. But yeah, but this, that's the thing. Like, in the 70s, these guys would kill dogs. I know. They didn't care. You know, and there's quite a few canine casualties in these movies. But that was uh, one that would stand out as well. I know people get upset about that, but I think it adds to how scary and ruthless they seem. Yeah. If they kill an innocent dog, then yeah. what won't they do, you know? Yeah, so, you know, humans are one thing, but you kill an animal, like, this. now you're real sick. Exactly. That's yeah, how I see sick, it anyway. Real sick, yeah. Also love a lot of the stuff in Halloween where, with the little kids that Lori's babysitting, there's one scene where they're running across the street. And Michael's stalking them. And they, I think, I can't remember exactly, but they're trying to get the key in the door, knocking on the door, let us in, let us in. And like, just as the door opens, like, they get in they get right behind clothes. Like, those sort of suspenseful scenes, like, they're a dime a dozen now, but in that movie specifically, it's pretty crazy, like, how suspenseful that is. Yeah. Like, you know, stuff like her in the closet. 
fighting him off with the hangers. Yeah. And just like hoping he doesn't open the door and then he does. And, you know, just all those little things like the classic, you know, Undertaker sit up that he got, you know, <laughs> Yes. Right? He, he took it from that, didn't he? Yeah, of course he did. Yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. You know, that's yeah. so cool, though. Yeah, yeah. I think overall, to me, probably the best horror movie of all time, other than The Thing. Like, it's right up there. Of course, with the amazing Donald Pleasance, who we're going to get into here. Please, sir. So Please Donald do Pleasance talks like he's shaking, almost like a, like <laughs> he, he talks like he talks like Martin Short imitating Catherine Everett. He's pure evil. <laughs> you can't kill him. He will yeah. come back again and again to extract his vengeance on Haddonfield. I just envision Martin Short. <laughs> playing Catherine Hepburn via Donald Pleasance, you know? I mean, you very much sound like that. I don't know how much you sound like Donald Pleasance, but definitely the Catherine Hepburn thing. The Catherine <laughs> And Donald Pleasance's name is, uh, what's his name in this movie? Uh, Dr. Loomis. Loomis, that's right, yeah. So, so Loomis is the, the psychiatrist who's kind of been watching Michael his whole life. And Michael is now old enough to escape, to go back to Haddonfeld, to try and kill his other sister. Who's Laurie Strode, which of course is Jamie Lee Curtis. But we don't know that yet. We don't know why. Oh, so determined. Do we find out? Oh, we gotta stop saying spoilers because yeah. it's all spoilers. We, do we find out at the end of the movie that they're sisters? No, I don't think we find out until two. Oh, okay. Because what isn't there a scene where the, the gravestone is actually in the bedroom? That's Judas. Oh, Ju- Judith. That's, That's his, the sister. His sister. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, Halloween 1 ends uh, with Michael getting shot six times, getting knocked off the balcony. And of course, Laurie is super freaked out that the boogeyman and Loomis walks over the balcony. And of course, Michael has vanished. Is this one of the first examples of the killer gets shot and then disappears? I think it must be, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Great poster for this even. Uh, looks like oh, yeah. a Halloween uh, album cover. Of course, with the tagline, the night he came home, which is cool, which uh, would probably entice people to think that the guy had a Halloween pumpkin mask. I think that would be a much cooler mask than the William Shatner. Let's talk about the one that he had. William Shatner. What are you talking about? Uh, William Shatner from The Devil's Reign. They used masks from that or the mold of his face or whatever it was and spray painted it white. I was always under the assumption, and this is probably wrong, as you just said, they were went to a hardware store and found like a Captain Kirk mask. No, see, that was the story I'd always heard until, not even a subtle plug, but Joe Bob on our... Devil's I Brain episode, it right. He's mentioned that. he broke the, the news that it was the casting or the mask that was in that movie, William Shatner, though. So it was like lying around like right. a special effects house. So they're just like, let's use this. Oh, wow. Because you can see, you know, and for, for the few of you listening who don't know this, when you look at his face, it's so William Shatner. It's so William Shatner. It's yes. hard not to see it's it. It's hard not to see it. Exactly. <laughs> and of course, we have to hear where the very nice, very evil Danhausen stands. Which gets cursed, Halloween or Friday the 13th? All right, I've been tasked with the duty of deciding if Halloween franchise is better than Friday the 13th. Now I shall go on a rant. If I think Jason with his hockey mask is quite evil. Very nice, very evil. Maybe he has more of the watchable movies, but Michael Myers in the first Halloween with John Carpenter has the best of both franchises, which is the first movie, and also... You know, there's a bit of a controversy of some sort where Halloween 3 is frowned upon because it doesn't have Michael Myers, but I'm going to say it here. That movie is better than most of the sequels, if not all of the sequels, with Michael Myers. So, uh, love Halloween 3 or be cursed. I think uh, Halloween, even just the singular movie, uh, takes the lead and wins. So, more watchable Friday the 13th, but Halloween is better than all of them. 
Hey guys, Lar Park Lincoln here, Tina, Friday 7. You don't have to wait until Halloween to get murdered by Jason. It can happen on any day. We don't have any parents or camp counselors hanging around bothering you. We have really good yard equipment that works without batteries or electricity in the middle of the forest. And also when you think about it, who has powers like Tina? I mean, seriously, did Jamie throw a couch across the room just by using the powers of her mind? I think that settles it. Friday the 13th is definitely better than um, uh, um, Halloween. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's Halloween versus Friday the 13th on the 4th Annual Talk is Jericho Halloween Spectacular with Darcy from The Last Drive-In. And before we continue on with our debate, let's hear who and which Spencer Charnas from Ice Nine Kills picks. For me, Halloween was the first slasher I ever saw. And I don't think anyone can contest that without Michael Myers and Halloween, Friday the 13th would not exist. The creators of Friday the 13th, Victor Miller and Sean Cunningham, have talked about at length how after the success of Halloween, they said, okay, Halloween is killing at the box office, let's rip it off. And uh, that's sort of keeping it real. But for me, I, I can't really choose between the two. Uh, it's like picking a favorite toe, you know, there, there, there are certain strengths and weaknesses of both franchises. But for me, uh, you know, Donald Pleasance and Dr. Loomis is sort of that, that glue that, that really keeps the Halloween franchise together, at least through, uh, you know, one through six, which the, with the exception of three, of course, because it's not about um, Michael Myers. But I, I think Halloween sort of edges out solely because of uh, Donald Pleasance and Dr. Loomis. All right, so let's go to Friday 13th, the original. Uh, this, of course, like I said, starts in the 50s with the cab counselors are fornicating, not paying attention. Jason Voorhees drowns in the lake. This is more of kind of a murder mystery than anything, isn't it? Like, in Halloween, we know yeah. who the killer is, but Friday, we really don't, right? Yeah, it's definitely what's going on, who's doing this. And a lot of people consider it the, the best of the Friday series because it does have that murder mystery element instead of just mm. Jason kills it's like right. what's happening a little bit more uh, creative type of a thing yeah more of an actual story some would say yeah some would say <laughs> uh, let me just say one thing too the, to compare the budgets here Halloween was 300 million made 70 million at the box office Friday 13th 500 grand made 60 million at the box office so these are very low budget movies really? I thought it was even lower than that well, I guess, yeah, especially for the for nineteen eighty five hundred thousand is not that bad. Sure yeah, I know. It's, it's I feel like those are not correct stats. We need to do some research. Um, <laughs> shall we talk about some of your favorite moments from from Friday the original? Sure. And and the poster from that one is they were warned, they are doomed, and on Friday the thirteenth, nothing will save them. Intriguing. Very intriguing. Right? So, what is your standout moment from Friday one? 
mean, mean, we mentioned Kevin Bacon. I, know, so I, I, I think Kevin Bacon is probably the paramount kill because it's Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. I think this was like typical. It's a great kill anyway. It's a great kill. And the fact is Kevin Bacon, you're like, oh my God, like that's Kevin Bacon. Don't they do, they do a Catherine Hepburn impression in this. That in one the, chick when she's looking in the mirror, she was, I guess she was doing her Dr. She, Lewis impression. Yeah. <laughs> Jason is here tonight. Oh my God. He's pure evil. Evil. That's what Lois Loomis does. He, he pronounces it Evil. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think the, the Kevin Bacon is is kind of the the biggest kill because it's Kevin. Similar to Friday, where it's Johnny Depp, because it's just you never expected these guys to get this big at this time, and you could just see it too. Like Kevin comes on the screen, like he just exudes like coolness. Yeah, and you know the and, and it factor, machismo, and charisma, <laughs> yeah. and all that sort of thing. So I like obviously that one. How about you? Well, the biggest scene. To me, it well, it has to be the, the finale with mm. the decapitation of Mrs. Voorhees. Mm. It's amazing to watch. It never gets old. Right. And she's just like, her reveal is being crazy and just being like, Jason was my son and today was his birthday. And she's just in her own little world. She gets crazier and crazier mm-hmm. until she reveals that she's the killer, right? Yes. And what? then Alice, another great final girl. Yep decapitates the crap out of her. <laughs> it, it, it reminded me of what uh, when we were talking from the Sleepaway Camp 2 podcast when Angela cuts off Sean's head, just comes out yeah. of the bam, fucks it down. Um, I love a good decapitation. Decap- me too. And and, and, and and that's a good one. It is, and, and Betsy Palmer uh, is the actress who plays Jason's mom. Complete insanity. It's really well done. So well done. Um, she sells that. Yeah. And, and once once again, you, you've got Adrian King, who I didn't even have to Google. I know that. Um, <laughs> Good for you. Which at one time I did a, some con in Indianapolis, whatever it's called. And they gave me a ride to the airport with her. And she's really nice. <gasps> wow. That's yeah, really cool. Once again, just, just, just that scene is so iconic. And then also as well, the final ending of Friday the 13th, which of course. Surprise jump scare thing. Jump scare. right? Yeah. Going back to watching. The first appearance of Jason. If you haven't Jason. Seen that. Uh, watching again with oh. my daughters, they flipped out. And I was like, you guys watch Dead Meat James, you watch other kills, you've never seen this before. Like, doesn't matter what age you are or how many years pass, like that's, you know, this thing is, gosh, almost 45 years old. People still freak out at that last scene because it's so calm and she finally mm-hmm. makes it and all that stuff. And then, of course, here comes Jason out of the water, which has created a whole career for Ari Lehman. I know, that's why I can't <laughs> not think of him. First Jason, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> we just talked about the other about he had a career for the rest of his life from that one still. Dude, amazing. That's all it More takes. More power to you. That's all it takes. So both of these movies um, obviously were successful, uh, probably caused a lot of a stir because there were killer movies when there was no killer movies. And both of them led to sequels. Wait. Okay, go ahead, please. Before we move on, yes, you mentioned the dog. Something that I don't understand why people don't talk more about is that they kill a snake in that. And they like really kill a kill snake, the snake in... in part one of Friday. Oh, wow. I feel like all the animal cruelty people are overlooking this, but it's fine. Like there, stuff was... happened back in the day, but I can't watch that scene. Is they find the snake in the, in the camp or something? Yeah. Or... And it's supposed to be a good thing that, that he <laughs> chops him up, but it's, it's graphic and hard to watch. To me. I, always, I know a lot of people that are very much against uh, killing snakes for no apparent reason. R.I.P. Snake. Yeah. <laughs> now you can move on. <laughs> All right. So uh, we go to the next installment of the series here, which, of course, is aptly named Part 2 in both cases. Um, <laughs> yes. Very apt. <laughs> very aptly named. <laughs> so Halloween 2 is now released 
October 30th, 1981. So it's just about a year later, which is not a long time to make a movie. October 30th. Wow. Yeah. And May 1st. So now the, these, these movies are now coming out on an annual basis, much like Saw used to be Aww. or Paranormal Activity and that yeah. sort of thing. Let's talk about two of Friday 13th. What's your thoughts on that? I think that it's one of the best in the franchise. Mm-hmm. People, some people don't love that it's not Jason in his iconic mask yet, but mm-hmm. I, I love Sackhead Jason. Sackhead Jason. <laughs> That's true, because he's got kind of like the one eye and the, the burlap sack over his head. But I do remember in the glory days of Fangoria, that was a cover of Mrs. Voorhees' head in the fridge. Yeah, was, yeah, that's, that was so scary. That's the thing that traumatized me when I walked in and saw it when my dad was watching it. <laughs> so for me, Friday the 13th Part 2, um, this is the advent now of the video age, VCRs, and you go to the video store. And for some reason... Did I buy a copy? Did I steal one? But I had, I seen, or did maybe, maybe I was able to dub it. You would record one or the other. I can remember having people over all the time to watch Friday 13th Part 2. Like being, being like maybe in grade seven or eight or whatever grade it was. And like having like. Specifically Part 2. Part 2. Like having wow. girls come over to watch. There was a girl called Krista McDonald. I didn't know what to do. Like, you want to come over and watch Friday 13th Part 2? And then, you know, with, with like 10 other people watching. But it's just like, oh my gosh. I'm sitting in the same room as Krista McDonald watching a movie in my basement. Mom was like, who's over? And it's like, some girls. You guys doing watching Friday 13th Part 2? Well, that's romantic. Well, it is. Well, it is. It was a great date. Yeah, exactly. A great date. But I remember that one specifically because I watched it so many times over and over and over again. Two continues the the theme of the campers and the counselors. And this is where you start realizing that most Fridays kind of have a similar vibe to it. It's just different characters and you know, groups and all that sort of thing. Let's talk about some of the highlights of two. Like, obviously, to me, one of the saddest deaths in the franchise. The 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 saddest, saddest, yes, honestly. That or or Joey in part five. Oh, poor Joey. Yeah. Uh, What's the guy's name? I don't remember his name. Mark, I think. Mark, right. Wheelchair, dude. Mark's in a wheelchair. (laughs) You've seen it, you know exactly what's going on. He uh, he gets the, the machete in his head. Oh, man. He was such a sweet little dude. And he just wanted to get laid. And and he was so excited. And then Jason had to ruin everything. Was he going to get laid? Oh, yeah. She went to change into her brown panties, man. Mm. And then she got killed. He got killed and fell down the stairs. Pouring rain. Yeah. It's just sad. Hits him with the machete and then pushes the poor guy in the wheelchair down the the steps. So it's just like, you know, so heartbreaking. And that actor died of AIDS in real life, which kind of adds to it. Because he, he was already dead by the time I'd seen it, you know? So right, it's kind right. of like yeah. hard not to mesh that. I remember know? when I watched this just recently, I looked him up and I was like, man, he had a tough... He did. A tough, tough There's a good documentary about him. On really? Somewhere. Yeah, Do definitely. you remember his name? His name is Tom McBride. Yeah. So if you uh, Google, you'll find it. It's about him dying of AIDS. Right, right, right. Yeah. Now, this had... One of my favorite um, final girls and Amy Steele. Yes. I thought Amy she was Steele awesome. Was she, great. she had some real fire. Like, I would be kind of scared of her if I was, you know. Heck a, yeah. A kid, right? And she has the genius idea of pretending to be Jason's, Jason's mom. Jason's mom. Yeah. Right. Very clever way to survive. Right. This is another one of those shock endings where she gets grabbed, but then she wakes up like an animal, yes. right? And, and we don't know anything about Paul. So, any other kills that you can recall from that? Anything else? Uh, Oh, this is a good one. Remember, uh, Jeff and Sandra get double spirit as they have sex. Yes. They took the Kevin Bacon thing up a notch. <laughs> it's funny because the scream rules, 
very much come from these movies. Don't do drugs. Don't yes. drink. Don't have sex. If you do, you will be killed. Jason's going to get you, man. He's just going to get you. Uh, speaking of going to get you, Michael Myers, Halloween 2. Oh, this is for the people who brought you Halloween. More of the night he came home. So yes. Okay. So this one for sure. Next. I just thought it was brilliant that they continued it on the same night. Right. That is so smart. And so, so Loomis goes to the balcony and Jason's gone. Right. Uh, Uh, Who's gone? Sorry. (laughs) I know. Switching is a little difficult. (laughs) It's hard. It's weird though too. Like I feel that Jamie Lee Curtis didn't really want to be in this one because she's really not. I mean, she's in it. Like she probably filmed all of her scenes like in two days. Yeah, I definitely feel that. And they also gave her a really bad wig to try to match Good call. the first one. The one it's that you kind had of on was better on Last Drive-In. Oh, I don't know about that. But <laughs> <laughs> it was comparable, and that's sad. I'm just looking for any trivia as to why she wasn't on. But maybe, yeah, she must have something else going on or whatever it was. But uh, I find the quality... So the quality of two from Friday is better than one. I find the quality two of Halloween 2, I mean, of course, it's not as good as Halloween, but it's not even really close, in my opinion. Thoughts? Uh, it is crazy how different a tone it is yeah. from one to two. It's but, not directed by John Carpenter. It was written by him and produced by him, but not directed. Could that be enough of a difference? It's got to be why. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and of course, Donald Pleasant gets even more shaky. He's <laughs> off the balcony. I shot him six times. He goes deeper and deeper the further we go. He, is he the, goes down the Loomis hole. If it's made of Eve, will. <laughs> Let's start with some of the, the best deaths in this one, obviously. I mean, which you got the hot water thing, you know, yeah. and that's that's the, the ultimate. Hot tub. Yes, the hot tub. The guy takes the nurse in the hot tub because you get the boobs, and then you get the ultimate melt. Just burns. Like, yeah, oh, man, terrible. it's hard to watch. Is it her face that goes in? Yeah, yeah. You just put. And there's a really cool scene too where it's starting to get hot, and the guy gets out to turn the heat down, and as she's sitting in the tub, you see him from behind getting killed. Yeah, and then it takes her a while to realize mm-hmm. that it's not the dude. Right, he comes from behind, right? Like he's caressing her or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> you think you would sense a change in the vibe. Uh, one of the worst deaths. I was gonna say it's like they go from that to like the dude slipping on blood. Oops, I died. Like, and this the- is a guy that I've <laughs> seen many times. His name was Lance Guest. He's a that guy. Like he's in so many of those movies. Like he was in The Last Starfighter, and he was in Jaws: The Revenge, and he was in. You know, this, that, and the other thing, and blah, 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 blah. But after this great death, like you mentioned, in the um, in, in the hot tub, he's walking through, and I guess Jason, or sorry, Michael has, <laughs> has, has dripped somebody dry with an intravenous, right? So there's just this big, giant puddle of blood. Yeah. Which being being drained of your blood would be a pretty shitty death. You know? <laughs> it would suck, yeah. Like, it would be a bad, but, but an embarrassing death is the guy walks in, <laughs> he slips on a puddle of the blood, Lands and hits his head, and he's dead. Yep. The end. Pretty weak. <laughs> That's not how you want to go out. <laughs> so how does two leave? Is that is that when he blows up the hospital or something? Yes. Right. And then once again, though, uh, he burns alive, but then Lori walks and watches him walk through the fire uh, before collapsing. And a little bit of trivia. I think it's Dana Carvey's first movie. Really? Yeah. Double check that. But he was an extra in it. It's got to be one of the first Dana things Dana Carvey is Barry McNichol. What did he do in that? He was like... An ambulance dude or something. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious. Or was there when the ambulance was there, whatever. I would have said this is Final Tap is his first movie, but you're right. Halloween 2 trumps it by a couple years. So very good. uh, (laughs) Very good. He's assistant Barry McNichol. There you go. Usually guys that far down the list don't get two names. It's like Susan. 
<laughs> the radio receptionist. <laughs> hey, this is Rich Ward, the guitar player from Fozzie. And in a head-to-head battle between Friday the 13th and the Halloween franchise, for me, it's always going to be Halloween. And it comes down to the difference makers, Laurie Strode and Dr. Loomis. Jason is just a guy. He's a killing machine. And it's a location and a bunch of campers just for him to kill. Whereas Halloween, you've got storylines that run through all the movies and important characters that you're rooting for. The nemesis against Michael. So you got to give it up for Halloween. At least I do. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, it's Larry Zerner, Shelley from Friday the 13th Part 3. I've been asked to opine on which series is better, Halloween or Friday the 13th? Well... There's only really one answer. One series has a f***ed up William Shatner mask, and one series has Shelley's hockey mask. That's the better series. So, case closed. All right, so now things take a little bit of a twist here, where we go oh, uh, yeah. in, in both cases, because Friday goes into the amazing movies <laughs> trend of any movie that had a three. 3D, three right? yeah. So 3D, and you know, Friday the 13th, part 3D. But let's let's go to the other side though. Let's go back to Halloween three, okay. season of the witch, and explain kind of what's going on here. Ooh, so different, such a turn, and people just will not let it go. <laughs> it's 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 a, a Halloween movie with no Michael Myers, and that's right. a, that's a deal breaker for most people. Although right? some people are going to argue and say he is in the movie because they show a commercial mm. for the original Halloween in the movie. Right. So it's like he does exist in that world. Okay, but you know, that's nitpicking. But it is nitpicking, but you have to mention it or people get angry. Okay. Trust me. Because, <laughs> yeah, you've been fighting this fight for years. Yes. So the original idea was for it to completely change tones, the Halloween series, and be a different story centered around Halloween every year. So kind of an like anthology. An anthology. Yeah. Like a, a full-length movie anthology. Yes, right. which I think is a brilliant idea, and I would have loved that. But I do understand that if they were going to do that, they should have done it starting with the second one, because mm-hmm. now people are like, we want another Michael Myers movie. Right. What the crap is this, mm-hmm. you know? And this is, yeah, this is still produced by Carpenter, so you know he was behind it, but... Um, yeah, he really just hated the idea of people cheering for Michael Myers. Like, he didn't want to keep making him which seem I can like totally, a hero. I can totally get, because I always say this, and, you know, people have heard me say this for years, is that the greatest heels always turn babyface. Like, if you want to <laughs> get over as a good guy, you got to be a bad guy first. And every of these one of these killers they become way more interesting than the dumb campers that or, or whoever it is that you always end up cheering for them so far i time. don't understand that because i empathize so much with the the campers or, or whoever i never cheer for the, the people but i get it i get like that some you, people would if you look at uh, elm street like freddie becomes way more entertaining than anybody else i'm not rooting for freddie come on dream warriors you can make it through this <laughs> well you're the you're the, you're the holdout so but I, I do appreciate carpenter as a true artiste not wanting this evil creature right. from hell 
evil creature from hell that he <laughs> created to be cheered by the masses. Well, but it's, it's, it's whoever created uh, the druids from Stonehenge are now creating these evil masks that are going to blow up kids' heads and make them hatch insects. And they do that via, <laughs> via, yes, okay. via TV with weird, crazy Halloween masks. And that's what happens. These kids put on these masks and then the TV crew comes on and their heads just melt. Yeah. And then for some and reason. how baller is that? And centipedes and roaches yes. come out of their heads. It's just like, okay. And then there's <laughs> android robots. Exactly. And, how uh, do you explain this? It's, it's, you know, as, just watch it. It's great. It, it's a tough watch though. No, it's, it's great. Why? Because it doesn't make sense. What, it doesn't what? have to make sense. It's just great. I understand. But why are the robots in there? The Magic. <laughs> We had Tommy Lee Wallace on the show during the second jamboree to talk about it. And basically his answer to everything was magic. So okay. the, the novelization of Halloween three says that the, the bugs coming out are like the mask open a portal to a different dimension. Okay. And so it's coming out. That's fine. That way. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's magic. Well, that's, well, what my point is though, is why is there Android robots? You know, why wouldn't there be? Yes, you do. <laughs> no, it's just their plot to like take over the world. The like Druid people. The Druids? Yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway, so it leads to uh, this big, huge culmination of Tom Atkins running to the three so much stations. running because back then too there's only three stations right like we, yes. we tell NBC, CB, CBS and NBC or CBC if you're in Canada which you were not so he goes <laughs> and he calls ABC and NBC turns off the transmission I know he just says stop it and they're like okay yeah, yeah. and he calls NBC and they turn off and then he okay, calls sir. ABC and they're like stop it stop it no because if he doesn't stop it all the kids head right. explode That's, um, that is what drew me to it they literally kill kids Bunches of kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That takes so much balls. Well, yeah, but people did not want to see it, even though it was not exactly a bomb. It did. Oh, my gosh. Look at the difference in budget between Friday and this. This one had a $4.5 million budget and made $14.5 million. That's a, that's, that's a, not a bad return. You're made. They made money off this. But I'm sure a lot of it was people showing up thinking it was going to be Michael Myers. I know. It's true. And... Tommy Lee Wallace and, and the whole cast actually talked about how they were kind of sad and that people didn't like it for the longest time. So now they're just so happy to see that something that meant so much to them is getting the love. Well, now. you know, the, there's, there's a Motley Crue record from 94 that is John Karabi on vocals. It's called <laughs> Motley Crue after Vince Neil quit. People hated it. If you would have called it the crew and just listened to the album, it is a great record it's one of my favorite motley crew albums doesn't sound anything like motley crew but it is a great record if this movie was just called season of the witch i bet you would have a completely different agreed fate shall we say but one last thing about this movie it does have the amazing halloween opening intro for all their concerts happy happy halloween <laughs> halloween halloween happy happy halloween Sam rock good job but the thing is, they're not saying Halloween, they're saying Halloween, but the way they pronounce it sounds like Halloween. So the very first Halloween album, which is an EP, merely called uh, Halloween, the first song is called Starlight, and it's, it features a guy waking up and going through the radio stations. And Ooh. Billy Joel's Teller About It comes on, a couple commercials, then you hear this happy, happy Halloween, and then it brings, say, Shamrock. It's like, Okay. So since I was a kid, <laughs> since before I saw Halloween three, I knew that theme. I was like, oh, the Halloween theme is is oh wait no, it's oh wow, now. so you knew Halloween first? Yeah, because I had no idea it was wow. from this movie, and I was like, oh, oh, they didn't put the Halloween theme in Season of the Witch. 
they put the season of the witch theme in Halloween. So there you go. Interesting. So you think that probably that movie is getting its due more now because people can actually accept it for what it is, which is yes, just really because cool people watching it now know what to expect. When gotcha. I first saw it, I knew there's no Michael Myers. Right, I was right. fine with it. Gotcha. It's the people that you know originally watched it that are angry. And now I would like to think they're they're listening <laughs> to the new voice of people saying, "Give it a chance, man." <laughs> uh, okay, so let's go now to Friday Thirteenth uh, Part Three D. Um, now this is here where the very first appearance of the Friday of the mask. mask and explain yes. how that comes. What happens with this? Basically, it's Shelley, right. who's this nerdy kid who I love so much. He's just an effects guy, and through him. Jason finds his he, mask. What he does is he plays pranks with all his friends yes. by like showing up with like you know an arrow through his head. He's like waka waka and scares them into thinking he's really dead. He actually shows up with a hockey mask, a goalie mask, and then like the sorry guys, and then yeah, and then he gets killed. Do and Jason you like takes, Shelley? Um, I always kind of thought he was annoying and kind of got what he deserved. I thought got what he deserved. Well, he can't be. Oh my god, he's the boy that's crying wolf. He's just. Showing off his effects and being socially awkward. Yeah, he's scaring people, though. Okay, you but know? still, he deserves to die for that. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a Friday the Thirteenth movie. I mean, come on. <laughs> if it was, if it was a teen comedy, then he deserves attention. Okay, but it's not that type of movie, right? He has that line when somebody asks why. Why didn't you go skinny dipping? And he looks so sad. He says, "Cause I'm oh, not know, skinny right? enough." So it's like, "Oh, I want to hug yeah, him so bad." He, what do you say? Because he does. He doesn't want to take his shirt off or something. Or does he say oh, he's fat? It's basically him saying he's fat and he's ashamed. So he makes yeah. up for that with his his little tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, once again, I mean, I'm not saying... He's one of my favorite characters in the whole series. And, and once again, nobody deserves to die. <laughs> ever, but it's a Friday 13th movie. So that's Shelley's... Yeah, that's kind of his fate with that. Uh, this is also very cool because there's a lot of great effects of, of the uh, 3D type. Yes. Like, let's grab a, a, a pitchfork and, like... Poke in your eyes. Or let's have someone swinging from a barn into your face and back. Or simple as like passing a joint. Yeah, yeah. Popcorns in there. It's like whatever <laughs> they can do, they did. Let's show off that technology. With once again a, a great uh, a 3D kill. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's the like, eyeball. Rick, poor Rick. He's outside. It's a crazy scene. Like um, he's outside where I think the girl's like, hello, Rick, are you out there? And he's right beside the door around the corner getting killed and she, she squeezes his head until his eyeball Ooh. pops out. Amazing. Straight into the screen. So um, It has my favorite kill of all time. Let's discuss your favorite kill of all time because I, I don't I think we, we did. We finally mentioned it in the greatest kills of all time, but let's <laughs> recap. Let's recap it again. So tell us what happens. Andy. Nice. And Andy. Lights uh, down the middle and he's walking on his hand. Well, let me just say this. Andy's a little, a little obnoxious. We know the type. You guys know the type. A guy who can walk on did his hand. Did he hands. deserve it then? <laughs> <laughs> a guy who uh, has the ability to walk on his hands and just does for you no know, apparent reason. He's honing his craft. All around. <laughs> and once again, uh, this girl wants a beer. She's going to have a shower. She's going to get a beer <laughs> by walking on his hands. He's just trying to, you know, it's peacocky. He's trying to look cool. <laughs> so you get, again, you get Andy, you get an amazing visual effect with Jason macheting down yes. on him while she's in the shower. But then you combine all of that with the reveal of him in half with like flies yes. just, just flying around his dead corpse and blood dripping onto the fangoria. She's reading it's just all around just. And Amazing she's, kill. she's reading Fangoria, which yeah. is cool. And when you see the, the close-up of the body on the bed, yeah. he's like 
backwards. Like he's because he's, he's in, yeah, he's cut split in half. half so he, so there's so two cool. halves of the guy. Yes. So that was really well done. Right. But has, has another one of my favorite kills of the series where she sees uh, uh, Jason from across the way. I think she might think it's Shelly. And doesn't Jason shoot like the fucking harpoon or the, or the arrow right into her eye? Yep. Just the way that that's shot, because it's a total 3D arrow coming right at you, and then it's in her eye. Yeah, another amazing, another amazing effect kill. shot. It's also got an awesome street gang. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thugs who are like the most unintimidating thugs ever. They'll get pitchforked up in the loft, which then ties in this. I think that's how this Jason dies by getting pushed off the loft yeah. into the hay bale spikes or whatever right yes and then when four picks up it's them at the loss getting all the dead bodies out wow and then taking them to the corners i think all this also has a great homage to the first ending where chris who's dana kimmel who i know we've seen her in somewhere before i just couldn't find it she's now on on the lake is this one where she sees jason in the window Mm -hmm. and he's coming down and he walks at the front door and she screams and then he's gone and so we're lulled back into sleep and then something else comes out of the water, but it's not Jason. It's Jason's mom. Yep. With the big worm sticking out of the eye, which was, was very, very cool. A uh, quick segue for a story about this. Um, I had this, I they used to put out like books based on the movie. So my cousin Chad came in from Yorkton, Saskatchewan, represent you, to see the Pope in like 1984, Pope John Paul II. And we would go to this <laughs> place called Birds Hill. And there was freaking, I don't know, 100,000 people, whatever there was. And I was like, I did not want to go see the Pope. Like, it's, you know, nothing against the Pope. He's a hip cat, whatever. I remember that. He's a that, hip cat. Hip cat yeah. I remember that my aunt had made applesauce. This is she, Auntie Joan again? This is my Auntie Bev. Okay. Who's Chad's mom. And she made applesauce. So he had applesauce that he brought with him. So I had a, a jar of applesauce oh. and my Friday the 13th 3 novelization. And I just like, eh, I'm just going to fuck off. And I found a tree and I found a tree and I ate my... <laughs> There's no cell phones back then. So, of course, my mom was like, where are you? I was like, oh, I was just eating applesauce and reading a book. What book are you reading? You can't read a Friday the 13th Part 3 book at the Pope's Mass. And I was like, I just did. Agree to disagree. You got any more applesauce? <laughs> wow, I want to find that. I want to read the novelization. Yeah, they used to do that quite a bit back in those days. Um, but anyway, so it's yeah. It's got to still exist somewhere. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. <laughs> so, we decided, I think, going back a bit, that Friday 2 is better than Halloween 2, Correct. I think so. Okay, and I agree. For this, we're just talking. I know some people, like, for example, Joe Bob, part two of Halloween is his favorite on the whole Halloween franchise. Okay. He thinks it's a masterpiece, and some and people think to, that. To each his own. Right? Agree to disagree, though, yeah, again, because, like, part two, definitely in that one. So what do we think of three versus three? Oh, my God. Don't make me choose. I, I think we have to go Halloween here, though. See, I, I, I give them A for effort and try something different. Oh, yeah, you hate it. Um, I don't hate it. I just said it's a tough watch. <laughs> it's a hard watch. Doesn't imply that you like it much. Yeah, uh, you know, I just, I, when, the, when the Androids came in, I was out. But I do like, I like the concept of it. I like what they did with it, like what you did here. But I think three of Friday 13th, because of those, those kills, the addition of the mask. Yes. You know, and just the whole, I just love, once again, the the 3d game like, i think they go to the bar so there's like a magician like with a yo-yo or something it's just every cheesy thing you can think of but um but yeah season of the witch if you guys haven't seen it check it out and judge it for yourself because i think you'll be pleasantly surprised it's it's very inventive but unfortunately it failed miserably which is why for halloween part four it was the return of michael myers now this one came out five years later 
They gave it a rest for a minute. They gave it a rest. So they were like, you know, uh, calm down, Halloween. <laughs> Quit being mad. And they did. Whereas, whereas Jason kept soldiering on. He's the very next year in 1984 for part four. So I know that I think we can both agree that part four is probably the best of, of these five that we're talking about. But let's talk about kind of um, definitely the most star-studded of the Friday the 13th. You know, between uh, Corey Feldman and uh, Chris Glover, Peter Barton was a huge star at the time. He was. Oh yeah, he was in a he was in a movie. uh, He was in a show called "The Powers of Matthew Starr." Co-starring Louis Gossett Jr. When I was a kid, around this time frame, he was everywhere. He was in the cover of all the Teen Beat, Tiger Beat, you know, Kids Are People Too. Like he was like the guy. No way. Oh yeah. So when um, when when I saw him in that, I'm like, well, he was he was probably the biggest name out of all of them at the time, like as as a leading man, you know. So tell us about. You said you this is your first ever horror movie you saw. Tell us what you like about, uh, about four. How do I summarize? It's, it's my second favorite movie ever. It's Behind just the like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, like I said, my introduction to horror movies. And I just think it's just so well done still. I never get tired of watching it. To me, it's, it's the ultimate. The characters are so fleshed out and you care about them mm-hmm. so much. And um, I do agree with that. I think this group of campers, are the most intriguing and there's a family element too because it's the yeah. first this is the first time you see tommy jarvis now who is tommy jarvis just a kid just a kid right. but then he gets this history with jason because mm-hmm. of the, the ending here where he again tricks jason a little mind it has an amazing ending kill where jason's head is sliding down the, the machete mm-hmm. so the, those effects are amazing yeah, he, he cuts his hair he shaves his head bald to try not actually be, fully understand what he was thinking he's trying to be him little i don't know why Jason. that messes yeah. with his head so much but it does yeah. so good for you for figuring that out it's a bold choice and he was just a kid then here too Corey feldman probably 10 years he old is or adorable. Like that, right yeah yeah i just don't know why he would think that would work because well, the, the, the script told him to. Um, and this is, of course, uh, tell us about some of the kills. And so, of course, I remember the, the corkscrew the corkscrew where, yeah, Crispin Glover is Jimmy. And they're watching a, a, like an old school. The, like the old school porn. They, they weren't even called, what they called? They were called stuff? Stag films. Stag films, yeah. Stag films. Stag films. So you're actually watching the stag. Isn't somebody getting killed behind the screen as the stag is going on? Or is it the other way around? What happens? I don't know. The other way around. Um, well, Jimmy gets killed first. Right. He's in there trying to get the, the corkscrew. Well, other dude that actually gets killed while he's watching the stag. Right. Teddy. Does Teddy, how, how does he get killed watching the stag? I don't know. He or gets stabbed or something. Does blood go on the screen? There's something <laughs> yes, like that. Yes, like yes. There's, there's something that happens like, oh, that's it. He gets stabbed and you see the blood on the stag or something yes. along those lines. And it looks very cool. And it's awesome to watch that old school footage. Of the stag? Yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's what porn was. <laughs> so this is kind of like, um, might have been one of the first inductions of the machete. Because this Trish is his sister. Is that uh, Trish's? Trish's Tommy's sister. It's Tommy's Tommy, Tommy sister. So at the end, do they both escape? I can't remember what happens. Mm-hmm. The mom dies and they get away. But yeah, he talk, like Jarvis just goes nuts. He's like, die, just die, die. Yeah, die, die, he goes die. nuts. He just literally like chops just him up into a dozen pieces. crazy. It looks amazing. And, and Corey's so good in it. Mm-hmm. Overall, you just like the whole vibe of it and just the whole. Yeah, and again, no offense, but great nudity. I love Judy Aronson. Her death is very iconic. She dies in the, in the raft. And now at comic conventions, she reenacts that. She brings the raft to her photo ops. So she's floating in the raft, and the, does he come up from 
from the depths as always. <laughs> and yes, he, the depths. He, he stabs her through the raft. Yeah, she dies in the raft. But but from body through raft, not raft through body. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We just uh, saw her at the jamboree. Yeah. Is, yeah. So there's yeah, it's a lot, quite a star-studded cast there. Yeah, I, I remember that there's there's twins in it. Mm-hmm. And what happens to the twins? Death. Okay, one of them definitely gets thrown out the window. That's it. Yes. I remember that very well. <laughs> right. This one, uh, very uh, star-studded, critically acclaimed, made big money. $2.2 million budget, $33 million box office. So Jason's high on the hog right now. Whereas <laughs> Michael Myers is stumbling back into port here. Uh, I saw actually saw Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, in the movie theater. Wow. In 1988, it came out. October of 88. So yeah, I was actually done high school. I was already in college at that point in time. Were you super excited for the return of Michael Myers? We used to go to so many horror movies. There was like a Psycho 2 that came out. Like, it's just like, oh, let's just go. Like, you know, I think at that point in time, Michael Myers was kind of like blase, but let's give it a try and go. Uh, This one is not bad. Uh, You guys showed this on Last Mm Drive-In. Give us some of your thoughts on this this flick. It's the introduction of... (laughs) Danielle Harris, who is Jamie Lloyd. Thank you. I, I was thinking Jamie, but I'm like, am I confusing on Jamie Lee Curtis right now? <laughs> yeah. That's the way they called her Jamie, right? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And I never thought of it literally until right now. But anyway, I love that they brought her in. She's like the cutest little kid and you go bad for her and you find out she's her, Jamie Lee Curtis's orphan daughter. Right. It's just a whole, a whole twist on the series, like they're going in a yes, new direction. Exactly. They, they, they put some time into this to try and get it back on track. Um, it's interesting because I read something, I was watching this on Amazon, you know, they have those like the trivia, you know, notes or whatever. They made a, they said there's a real correlation between Tommy Jarvis and Jamie Lloyd. There's a lot of similarities there between the two characters. Oh, wow. You're sending me down the thought hole right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, um, like you mentioned, she's a little kid. She dressed up as a clown on Halloween, which is what mm. Michael Myers dressed up as as well. Yes. And then this is just, you know, he, this is where I, I think went off on this in the jamboree. When did Michael oh, no. Myers, not when, not when the did, driving when, thing. When did Michael Myers get his driver's license? Okay. People had answers to that for you. Yeah, like, they, okay. So one, one said that he watched Loomis driving. How many cars have you been in? <laughs> That's not fair. Did you drive? Michael Myers is smarter than me. <laughs> and then someone said, like, yeah, there's all these ridiculous experts. The guy was in the insane asylum. In the South, sometimes people learn to drive really young. But he's Maybe driving, Michael like, Myers semi-trucks did. and stuff. Like, the best part is when Loomis shows up at the gas station and, like, the attendant is dead. And Loomis is like, he's gone. He's driving the car. <laughs> APB. He's got a semi-truck. Stop him now. He's the epitome of evil. I feel like I'm watching the movie right now. <laughs> yeah, so we go through. I remember the one of the kills I remember was when uh, when he kills the the worker at the power station by throwing the corpse onto the transformer, which then causes a huge blackout. This is also when the uh, the sheriff and the sheriff's daughter is involved. And, and Kathleen Kinmont. Oh, she she was. Fairly hot, from what I remember. She was oh a, hot, a hot daughter, a hot sheriff's daughter. And then, of course... Cops do it by the book, baby. <laughs> that's right. That was the shirt. Yes. Didn't you wear that for your thing? Cops do it by I the did. book? I did. I did wear that on the show. <laughs> and then she dies, and then it's like, he killed He killed your own daughter, for God's sakes. Don't you ever say that. Um, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, though. So let's go to the end of the line here with, with this movie. Uh, something is going on here where they show some kind of an insignia of some kind of secret society or something along these lines. 
Uh, we, we talk more about that in five, but they're introducing some kind of like once again some kind of a Celtic evil mask making Druid <laughs> clan, Druid yes. clan. But someone knows something more about Michael than the rest of us do. So uh, this is Michael uh, dies by getting shot down to the mine. As Darlene goes upstairs to run a bath for Jamie, she's attacked. And when Loomis investigates, he finds an emotionless Jamie holding a pair of bloody scissors, wearing a clown costume. Remember to Michael. He's like, no, 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 no. He sells that so hard. No. He's the most dramatic person ever, and I love him for it. So do we think that Jamie killed his mom? Killed well, we mom? do at that point, yeah. but we now know she well, didn't. Spoiler alert, she does not. <laughs> Right. But I'm sure at that time when you didn't know that yet, that well, was yeah, probably I mean, like, yeah. whoa. Exactly. So, And I really think that would have been a cool way to go. They probably didn't want to take a chance after three. Yeah, I, I kind of thought it would have been better if they just would have done that. Hey, I'm Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy asked me which franchise is better, Halloween or Friday the 13th? Halloween, I don't know if John Carpenter was just sitting around his house saying, hey, let's make some money on the Halloween series. And so he started handing out rate cards. Hey, want to make a Halloween movie? Give me a half million dollars. You can make a Halloween movie because everybody made a Halloween movie and some of them really sucked. And so the story just got all cattywampus. It went in all kinds of different directions. And so it's not really a franchise. It's like nine franchises. Whereas Friday the 13th is a, is a single franchise. It goes from story to story. I mean, it, it goes off on tangents. It goes supernatural a lot. But I would say Friday the 13th is a coherent franchise. Therefore, Friday the 13th is the winner. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey there, this is Judy Aronson, and um, I'm gonna say Friday the 13th, but not for the reasons that you think. It's not just because I'm in it, but uh, does Halloween go to great lengths for realism to almost kill their actors for a great death scene, meaning risk the lives of their own actors in order to get a realistic death scene. No, Halloween does not. Friday the 13th does. I was there, it happened to me. Cold night, December, in water, from sundown to sunup, freezing cold water, freezing outside. And um, yeah, we had to do what we had to do. I rest my case, Friday the 13th wins. All right, so here, here this, the, actually, you know what? I like four, but I might like five better. Oh, Friday the 13th, five. I'm sorry, what? Uh, and Halloween five. Oh, wait, Friday the 13th, though. Yeah, Friday, okay. no, Halloween, yes. Halloween five is so, <laughs> I was going to say It's Halloween. a tough watch. It's a tough watch. <laughs> uh, let us do the watching for you on that one. I love Friday five. I do, too. It's got some of my favorite kills, some of my favorite characters. 
once again watching with my daughters they were they love reggie the reckless and we're so like terrified for reggie the reckless but let's talk about five so and once again i like the fact that it was not the same old same old and a lot of people don't like the fact in five that jason's not the killer mm, right spoiler i know i know i know <laughs> hold on let's see the movie was okay i get five. it but all right so it starts off once again it's it's it's, it's almost like a sleepaway camp three or it's a, a camp for troubled youths and uh it starts off with joey Aww. you know it's kind of the, the next version of shelly like, Poor kid, he's just trying to find friends. He goes to help the, they have chores. He's eating chocolate and he goes to help them uh, hang the laundry and the girls get mad at him because he gets chocolate on the laundry. Oh, Joey. Yeah, Joey, <laughs> come on. And then he goes to talk to uh, the, other, the other dude. Uh, Vic, I think. Vic, that's it. <laughs> Vic is cutting wood with his ax. And he approaches him and asks him. Very, very angrily. Very angrily. Very Joey's trying to ask him to help, and he won't let him help. And then he's like, screw you, Vic, because he's got a total New York accent. Well, if that's how you feel. <laughs> yeah, but he's like one of those kind of 30s response. Well, if that's how you feel, here's to you, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And he walks away, and out of nowhere, Vic just turns and oh, chops him up with no, an axe. it's so sad. Like a thousand times, oh. and screaming, and poor and Joey. And just trying to give candy away, He's just trying to give candy, maybe a little bit of abrasively. But okay, no, but you know, he has issues. Yeah, exactly. So um, then... Ambulance shows up and some guys making jokes about this dead kid. And then we see the ambulance driver, Roy, who's funny because he looks like Speedy's dad. His name is also Roy. So maybe Speedy uh, is the real killer. Could be involved in this. <laughs> so then, then, then once again, the, the countdown of the campers happens. But there's some great deaths in this. Some great moments. Great moments. And the, the, the fact that this is Voorhees, right? The, the girl for it. No, you mean the. the- Oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, De- De- Debbie Sue Voorhees. Yes, um, an amazing, iconic death. I feel we haven't really talked a little about the boobs in the series. There's been some I've, great I've ones. I've been the one missening it. The nurse uh, in Halloween 2 has some I'm, great I boobs. I brought it up. You brought that up. So this one, great boobs in this. It's great because there's some random drifter just kind of hanging out. And oh, yeah. he's this just looking just for awesome. a meal. Like there's like this, there's like actually Mother's Day. I can have yes. these mom is it like in the middle of this <laughs> thing. And she's just the worst making this terrible stew. She's so good though. She's really good. She, I guess she must've been a comedian. She yeah. had to be. She had to be. So uh, this guy shows up just looking for, just looking for a, for a hot meal, man. Looking or for a hot meal, like man. Yeah. So she <laughs> puts him to work. And then later on to, to wayward campers making out and they go back to the, the drifter who's just looking for a hot meal. And then Jason kills him. And then so they have sex in the middle of this field. And then he goes to the brook to wash his balls off. <laughs> and she's sitting there and yes. she's got some great cleavage going on. Gotta be careful. Don't get canceled. She had great boobs. Who cares? Yes, she did. And she looks up, closes her eyes, just like, oh, this life is good. Opens up and screams. <laughs> and Jason does the, the burning. Yes. The shears into the eyes. And he goes, which, you know, he then cut her like nose. Yep. And the guy comes back and you see this. And it's like, oh, it's so crazy. Great kill. One of my all-time favorite kills in the series because of the buildup to with, with And her, her name is literally I know. Debbie Sue Voorhees. And she's one of the most iconic scenes in the whole series. Yeah, one of Amazing. the best scenes in the series, yeah. Um, which then goes into Reggie the Reckless going to visit his older brother. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Yeah, thank Ooh, you. Baby. So amazing. Yeah, he's in the bat. He's in the outhouse because uh, he had some bad enchiladas. <laughs> those um, damn enchiladas. Those damn enchiladas. <laughs> and so Reggie gets to go. His brother, of course, is demon because he's a biker. He lives in a van. 
down by the river <laughs> with his girlfriend. She kind of looks like Michael Jackson's date in Thriller, in the totally. Thriller video. It might even be the same. Thing. I thought it was. Probably not. But it's probably not. So know. he's Sorry. in the bathroom, uh, bad enchiladas, wearing his leather Eddie Murphy delirious outfit. She stops singing, and then the outhouse gets shaken, and then suddenly the spirit comes through the wall a bunch of times, and finally ends up killing poor demon. Yeah. Prior to that, that's though, a bad way to go. That's a bad way to go. <laughs> There's another one where the the stud, the the coke guy, the, the bald guy with the mustache, who's got oh, cocaine, yeah. <laughs> who goes to the uh, diner to pick up the girl, great boobs in that scene as well. Yeah. See, Debbie Voorhees gets so much attention. Right. Justifiedly, but there's two other great boob scenes that people don't talk about. Well, that's a great one. And that is another one. It's Showtime. Yeah, it's Showtime. I'm trying to remember <laughs> what her name was. I don't even know what her name was. I think it's probably doesn't even matter. But uh, well, what's the other great boob scene in that one? After she rejects him at the couch, she goes to the bunk beds and she's just kind of being mad at herself. Good call. Boobs out. Lots of boobs in this one. Yeah, it's Showtime. So that happens. And then so Reggie the Reckless was played by an actor called Shavar Ross. He was uh, Arnold Jackson's best friend in Different Strokes. Always loved him. He was called Dudley. He was Dudley in Different Strokes. So <laughs> once again, as soon as you see Dudley in Friday the 35, like, I love this guy. Uh, and Reggie, of course, does survive. Spoiler. Another great kill, too, is there's these two, like, bike gang guys. And the guy's like, we got to come on. You got to fix this car. You got to fix this car. So the guy goes to the front of the car. He opens up the hood. And he's trying to fix the car. And the guy behind the wheel is singing the song. You better fix this car, motherfucker. You better fix this car, motherfucker. <laughs> it's time to get this car going. You can't get this thing going. You don't get this thing going. I'm going to kick your ass. Kick your ass. Really fucked up this time. Asshole. rat a tat a tat a tat a Got to get this car running. I feel like it doesn't go on this long, It does. And it's like, he's the guy that gets the, what's it called? The flare the flare in his mouth, which is another Fangoria cover. Yeah, another great death. So to me... This movie's got everything in it. It's got another Tommy Jarvis, kind of a grown-up psycho Tommy Jarvis, which at the end, Pam survives the girl. It's kind of a double ending where he's in the hospital and she goes to see him and the blood glass breaks and he's escaped, but he's really behind her and then he kills her. Yeah. And now we think Tommy Jarvis is going to become Jason. How Daniel Harris and four of them. It's just like we say, <laughs> how do you think Jamie Lewis, the connection between Tommy Jarvis know, and Jamie yeah. Lewis. Well, there you go. There That's you go. a good point. Let's not, not mention Violet, though. She's one of the coolest. The robot punk girl. Oh, she was great. She was great. Yeah. She was she great. She was heartbreaking. I was watching that the other day and thinking, what a great audition she must have had. Because you know that was probably the whole audition. Just doing the robot. You got to do the robot. She was so punk. She wore her headphones all the time. And she does this whole great dance routine. Like, you know, like you said, like a, like a robot type dance routine, total early eighties, new wave. And then Jason comes and stabs her, chokes her, kills her, choose your own adventure. <laughs> He's yes. got eight deaths. Most of the time. All the things. But yes, she was great. Violet. Good, good call. We really uh, appreciate her fine work in this movie. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so uh, as we start to wind down, let's uh, finish up here with Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, which... Ooh, do we have to, though? I mean, <laughs> yeah. we can kind of do a quick run through here. This is now... This one's out of control. I told you this one's a tough watch as well. This is when he's in the mine and we're trying to find him out of the mine and then they're going to the house. And like I don't even remember much that happens in this one because it's very just a, very bland. It is 
pretty bland. It has a silly cops with their little keystone music every time they're there. Great cops they make some that. choices. They make jokes. Explain right? it. Yeah. I don't know. Because you just did. Like, they have these two cops that you see that may like, oh, boy, I think explain noise. why it like, exists. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> why just, they chose just, that. They're worried about Michael Myers and you hear like a boy, waka, waka, waka. Very strange. Very strange. It's fun. It's good background noise to me, but I don't really. It's not a contender. Let's let's say that. I feel that Pleasant <laughs> showed up on set for two days total. And he's so extra angry. Like you don't like him in those. He's really Catherine Hepburn too. He fell down the mine. And you'll never find him. He's evil. He's evil. Yeah. It's your fault. The sheriff's. It's your fault. And then I, I just have to mention this because I have no idea. I, I refuse to watch six to figure out. There's once again this. Celtic druid <laughs> society that once they finally capture Jason, pulls a Terminator one and shoots up the entire police station. Oh, sorry, Michael Myers. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and shoots up the entire police station to basically free Michael Myers because he's part of this I know, strange I know. Celtic organization. This is when you're like, these guys are just out of control. <laughs> no, they, they don't know. What but six doing. brought us Paul Rudd. So that's a good thing. Yeah, but we're not talking six. You know, I mean, we're talking five. Okay. You know, because we took, like we said, Friday Thirteenth Six is great. Darcy DeMoss and all the great deaths in that one. Paintball players and all that sort of stuff. But, but like I said, to me, I feel that when they did four, it did some really good numbers. Like let's let's rush out of five, and they had this kind of two arc idea. Well, we'll have to be part of the secret society, and it's very far away from where we were at the original. Uh, one very far right yeah but that's why they kind of rebooted when h2o came out they did yeah they, they, they did rebooted count which was times. my first halloween to see in the theater the first one you saw first one i ever saw oh wow yeah and i was like oh this is pretty good y'all have you heard of this <laughs> <laughs> i always get jealous of people like uh, like that like you like, i just saw h2o have you seen this movie i'm like dude there's like eight other ones <laughs> like when i got into pink floyd about 10 years ago i was like dude Pinfloin's awesome. Like, Animals is great. It's like, uh, you know that, like, Animals is their last record. I'm like, yeah, I know. If you listen to any of those, well, I've heard the songs on the radio. No, go listen to the records. You're just, like, blown blown away by, like, this great band that I've never really got into. But you can just binge watch the, the whole catalog, right? Or listen, I guess, in that case. That leads us to, I mean, so for uh, Friday Night 4, I think we can agree it's better than Halloween 4. Friday 5, I think we can agree it's better than yes. Friday 5. So let's go. So who wins then? I think let's kind of discuss last few questions here. Uh, <laughs> as we this, start to wind as down. As we start to wind down. Sure. <laughs> let's discuss kind of Halloween versus Friday. In your opinion, both iconic. We agree both changed the course of horror history. Which one is the better franchise for you and why? I'm a Friday girl. Yeah. I love Jason. He's the best killer to me. Mm-hmm. It, the Friday series is just more fun in mm-hmm. my opinion which is a big factor because we've established has just more creative kills better boobage i care more about jason whereas michael myers just kind of makes me on you know no mm. offense sorry i just feel like it's it's just a lot more fun and i love anything in a summer camp too that that adds a lot to it i love that setting well once again that, that spawned probably hundreds of summer camp movies. Thank you. Including the best of all that we did a podcast specifically on, you know, sleep we can up too. Yeah, too. exactly. Um, <laughs> so I think to me, once again, I agree with you. Fridays is, is the more fun series. It's the one that has different killers though. Mrs. Voorhees in one it's Jason and two, three and four, but it's Roy and five. 
Whereas Michael Myers is the killer in all of them. Except. Except for Season of the Witch, where there is no Michael right, Myers. Right, so there's only one extra. I find <laughs> that there's a lot more you can do with the Fridays. When, when you go into the suburban area and the houses, it just seemed a little the same. To too claustrophobic. Too maybe. claustrophobic yeah. and like... Then you because because woods are so wide open, right? And, and Jason can walk in the woods, whereas like, and once again, I'm not stuck on this. But then Michael Myers has to drive, so he should never drive. <laughs> you are so stuck on I it. it. I just hate it. How do you feel like shorts on planes? <laughs> That's the next <laughs> podcast. But, but once again, I mean, I think I think Halloween is the best out of all ten that we discussed. The first Halloween. But other than that, I think I think all the other Fridays are probably better than the Halloweens. Although two, you can make a case for, I know you love You three. gave it to three. Yeah, that's true. I know you love, I know you love three. Uh, I didn't get Halloween three or four. Oh, wait. Three. I, gave, I, I, I did. I, mean, <laughs> I think, once again, it all depends on what you like. I bet you when we ask some people, we'll ask some of our friends which ones we, they think are better. I think a lot of people probably go with Halloween because they might not have seen the other ones. Oh, do you want me to check the poll I posted? So you posted a poll on Twitter. Only about an hour or so ago. So we'll okay. see how much response we've got right you have 1726 uh responses as of right now halloween 51 percent. friday 49 percent. wow that's so, so close so there's there's a lot so we we can uh go through a few of these and read them out later on and we'll get some of our uh celebrity friends to tell us which one they like better but overall i think we can both agree right here that friday is the is the one. winner? Is the winner? Yay! I was not expecting that from you. No, no, no. Friday's the winner of the franchise. Friday, How, Hall Friday. Halloween's the best out of the ten that we discussed. I think four Friday is okay. final chapter. Well, I, I will go with Halloween one over that one. Well, so I'll allow um, you to. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, there you, what another another annual Halloween? We got to think of a great uh, subject matter for next year. Happy Friday the thirteenth slash Halloween. Yes, exactly. Prescott, Canada, Catcher, Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs>